turn to Exodus 3. Exodus 3. You just turn right to it? Yeah. That is cool. Second book of the Bible. Uh, page 48. Yeah. Oh, Madison. 99. Madison. So this is, this is the story of uh, the burning bush. Yes. And you guys probably know it already. You know, he's walking past this burning bush and uh, it catches his eye and he walks up to it and it starts talking to him. Mm-hmm. And, he sa- and the Lord's talks, talking through the burning bush, right? Yep. We're familiar with the story at least a little bit. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then he, the Lord commands him to take off his sandals because he's on holy ground. Yes? Yep. Cool. All right. And then part of this exchange that in the conversation that Moses is having with this bush, <laughs> it's really funny. I love the way the Lord works. You know, he uses donkeys, he uses bushes, and he uses me. It's really cool. Uh, <laughs> I love it. You know, it's, it's completely mind-blowing. But, um, so... <laughs> I just want to kind of bring to the forefront of our minds of what we focus on is what we're going to see more of. Okay? We focus, if we focus, who's bought a car before? Or who's wanted a car before? Or they, they were shopping for a car with their parents? Or... Got hit by... Yeah, no. <laughs> right? You, when you start shopping for a car, you you're like you're always looking for them right we're looking for a new car for madison right now so if you want to buy a hyundai tucson it's really nice brand new engine and it's for sale right now Uh, so i'm putting that in the podcast let's see what's come on let's sell this baby but uh i'm just joking but uh we're looking for we're looking at jeeps right now um and the the way the way it always works is if you're looking at this car you're going to see that car exclusively on the road for the rest of your life right now all i see is jeeps right have you guys noticed the same thing when you were looking for your car you know it's like when josh got his uh when you got your range rover right that's all i saw on the road because i was like oh well there's josh no that's not him right all of these things and when i when i got my dodge uh, i that's all i see now it's like oh no there's just dodges everywhere i thought i was unique right um okay does that make sense we just we we see those things over and over and over again same thing was like all right um i'm going to focus on my stress those things are going to be illuminated to us more and more. They're going to hit us in the face more and more, and it's going to actually suffocate us, and we're not going to be able to focus on anything else. Does that make sense? It's the way it works, and I want to make sure that we're focusing on, if, if we want to focus on Jesus, we just focus on Jesus, and then we'll see Jesus in everything. Yep. Right? Yeah. It's the way our minds work. It's the way everything works. If we are looking for something, we will find it. That's why Jesus says, seek, and you will find it's no coincidence that he says, seek, and then you will find. Because if you're looking for him, you're going to see him. Yep. Right? And the amazing thing about this story with Moses is that Moses went to these, these places and he encountered the Lord in these incredible ways. Right? Moses is the guy who, um, who received the Ten Commandments. Right? 
And if we focus on, all right, I'm just going to go to this place because I know that the Lord will meet me there. We're actually suffocating what he can do in our lives. Okay. Uh, yes, I love the home and I'm glad that you all meet the Lord here and you understand the Lord's presence here. But how much more could you get out of your relationship with the Lord if you had your gaze on him always? Instead of just like, well, okay, let's just make it to Thursday night. <laughs> let's just make it to Tuesday night. Let's just make it to Grove Bible study and then everything will be fine. I'll get filled back up. Be careful with that. I'm glad that you have those places in your life, but let's make everything, let's make our awareness of the Lord constant instead of just here. Amen. Does that make sense? Because yeah. if we focus our gaze on Jesus constantly, we're going to see him everywhere and our awareness will be tuned to him, okay. right? Just like if you, no, I don't need to say that. Okay, does that make sense? Okay, I love places, but I love presence more, right? Presence is beautiful, and His presence is everywhere. Mm -hmm. He is everywhere at the same time. Isn't that cool? Yes. We should find a lot of comfort in that. Mm -hmm. Okay, we don't need to go to certain places like they had to go in the Old Testament. They had to go to the temple to un to uh, to do their religious kind of stuff. Right now, we can just go anywhere. Mm -hmm. We could hit our knees in the middle of the street, in, on the sidewalk, um, and and meet Jesus. Right? Yeah. We could go to church and meet Jesus. We could go to the top of a mountain and meet Jesus. We could go to the deepest valley and meet Jesus. We could go anywhere and meet Jesus. Right? That's why the veil tore. Yes. Right? It's because now we have access to the Holy of Holies everywhere. Yes. Right? Do you know? Do you know that? Right? That's why the veil tore when Jesus was crucified. Right? That's why all the rocks exploded, the veil tore in half, and then everything happened in that moment. is because he unleashed the Holy of Holies everywhere, and he unleashed the Holy of Holies in us on Pentecost. Okay? You understand that? Okay? It's this beautiful thing. It's this beautiful thing. Um, and if we, if uh, what I just want to do is just like you would look through binoculars, tune them so that you can see. Same thing. Do it so that you tune my eyes to Jesus, and I will see Him everywhere. Correct? Okay. It's a better way to live. You understand that? Because if you're just focused on what you're doing wrong, I'm sorry, you're suffocating your relationship with Jesus. That's all. You know, don't beat yourself up about it because then you're just focusing on beating, up, beating yourself up about it. You know, and I'm sure the way your guys' minds work, you're just going to be like, oh my gosh, now I'm focusing on the wrong thing. Oh my gosh, no. Oh my gosh, I'm focusing on me, focusing on the wrong Yeah, just settle down, focus on Jesus. Okay? I know the way you guys work and that's why we're giggling. Okay? So focus on Jesus. I want to invite you into that tonight. Okay? And then I want to tell you why to focus on Jesus in verse 10 um, of... Ver, uh, chapter 3 here, and I'm just going to read this all the way through and we'll kind of dialogue from there. Uh, where are you, 10? Chapter 9. Yeah, there you are. Okay, um, and I'm just going to read to 15 here. All right, this is going to be just beautiful. Come, I will send you to... Okay, this is God talking to Moses, just to make sure that we're on the same page. So this is God saying this. Come, I I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses then said to God, 
Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? And then he said, But I will be with you, and this shall be the sign for you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, I shall serve God on this mountain. Then verse 13, Then Moses said back to God, If I come to the people of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask, What is his name? Who shall I say? Okay, then 14 says, God says, I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say to the people of Israel, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. Okay, make sense? Cool. Beautiful. Do we understand what I am means? This is the most badass thing that the Lord has ever spoken. Do you understand that? It is amazing. Let me get my notes a little bit. Okay, so you kind of see this back and forth between Moses and God. Right? Moses is saying, this is who I am, God. <laughs> right? Hey, God, in case you forgot, this is who I am. And then the Lord is saying, no, I have declared your destiny. I've declared that you are going to go to Pharaoh and you're going to set my people free. Right? Okay, so you see these two identities here. Moses is inadequate. Frick, I wrote it and I knew I was going to struggle saying it. Moses was illuminating his inadequacies to the Lord and the Lord was calling him into his destiny. Do you see it? Okay. I'm glad that you see it. The Lord is declaring his true identity. We do this all the time with the Lord, right? Of like, well, Lord, if you knew me better, <laughs> you wouldn't call me to this, right? Are you sure you want to call me into this? God, don't you know who I am and what I have done? In this transaction with the Lord, we start to not trust God, right? Because he's calling us into something that we could never do. And we start to not trust him, correct? Yeah. We start to suffocate our destiny and we say, God, like, don't you know me well enough? And you second guess what he's actually calling you into because you think you know yourself better. You see the two lists, yes? Who you think you are and who's, who the Lord says you are. And I want to kind of blow this up a little bit, okay? Okay. Moses is making excuses of, uh, that he felt inadequate for the calling that the Lord placed on his life. You guys ever feel that way? Yes. Right? Some of you guys know what you're called to in life, and you're like, why me? Are you sure? Right? It's natural for us to feel this way. Right? It's natural. Why? Because we're natural. Yes? We're just humans. We're just a bag of bones and blood and water and just here, right? And we always talk crap to ourselves. We belittle ourselves. We beat the crap out of ourselves. But when the Lord places a calling on your life, He's not telling you to do it on your own, right? He's not like, hey, I want you to go free all of Israel on your own, Moses. Good luck. 
No. He always sends help. God was offering him other resources, right? He offered him not only God himself, but a partner in crime named Aaron, right? And then the miraculous. Do you understand the miraculous was active very prominently in Moses' life? You can't just split a river in half without the miraculous. Okay, God calls us to tasks that seem too difficult, but he equips us along the way, correct? Why does he do this? Great question. I'm glad that you guys all asked. I'm so glad that you guys asked. You see, it's part of our nature to hide behind our lack. That's right. And say, Lord, wouldn't you call, oh, you wouldn't call me to something like that. God calls us beyond ourselves and to be a part of something bigger than ourselves so that we can't resort to a backup plan. If we could do things on our own, we'd have a backup plan. Right? Like, well, if God doesn't pull through on this, then I can just make it happen. Correct? You do it. You do it. Even if you don't know it, you do it. Right? You say, oh, this is what the Lord's called me to, and he called me to go talk to one person at my school. (laughs) I'm like, okay, well, dream bigger, dreamer. Right? Let's go. Come on. Yeah? Yeah. Right? Yeah, maybe he's placed that person on your heart, but, like, let's go bigger. Yes. Can we we dream a little bit bigger with the Lord tonight? Yes, sir. Right? He's not just calling you to these minuscule tasks that you can accomplish on your own. He's calling you to change the entire world with his help. And you can't change the world on your own. You have to have the Lord. Amen. Right? Yep. You have to have the miraculous. And it's really cool that Moses had Aaron too. He had a buddy. Even if Aaron did some dumb things... Like, made a gold cow and told everybody to worship it. Hey, there's correction and it's fine, you know? Do you always have... Do you get my point here? Yes, sir. There's no backup plan when we follow the Lord. He's it. You know, it's like, I'm going to put all my eggs in one basket with the Lord because He is it. I can't do anything else without Him. Correct? I can... I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He stretches us past what we can do on our natural state so that we can rely on our supernatural. Yes? Does that make sense? What you think of yourself is not how God thinks of you. Okay? Right? Moses thought that he was dumb, that there was no way the Lord was calling him into that. But the Lord said, no, I'm definitely calling you into this and shut your mouth and just do it. Right? Mm-hmm. Has that exchange ever happened with anybody in the room? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, he tells you to be quiet and get to work. Right? Not in a mean, aggressive way, but in a very graceful, merciful way. Like, hey, you know what I've called you to. I've, you know what I've placed on your heart and get to work. Okay? Yep. Um, cool? It's easier to listen to him and just get on board. You know, I've learned to believe even in my life that I have only scratched the surface of who the, who the Lord is. Right? I've only scratched the surface of who he actually is. So how could I ever understand? Does that make sense? He is so vast 
that even the years that I've followed him, I have only just scratched the surface. And he's always refining who he is in my life. Same thing that he's doing in your life. Right? Okay. So Moses is saying, okay, I need to know the name of this God that I'm going to serve and this God that I'm going to um, go to the Hebrew nation to, and, and oh, sorry, not Hebrew, the Egyptian nation, and say, this is the God who has sent me. And this is not Moses saying, hi, nice to meet you, what's your name? It's like, I need to know who's backing me. Okay? And then that's when the Lord says, I am. What's your name? I am. Weird response, yeah? Yeah. Cool. I'm glad that you guys all thought the same thing because I thought it was weird. You know, like, I am? Oh, okay. What? <laughs> right? I am what? Who? Uh, you actually left me more confused, God. Right? But that's just in English. <laughs> you know, what he actually said was, it was Hebrew, and he said, Yahweh. Yahweh. which probably doesn't mean anything to you either. You see, the thing is, back then, the Egyptians had many, many gods that they worshipped. And they focused on a lot of these gods. And, like, you, you, you've probably heard a couple of them, right? You know, Artemis is one that you've heard before, right? Um, all these different gods that they worshipped. And what they would actually do is they would have a god for healing. And if they needed healing, they'd go to that god. Or a God for provision. They'd go to that God for that thing. Right? And that, so then what actually happened is the Lord said, I am. And he covered all of those. Yes. He covered all of those things. Okay? So when the Lord says, I am, he's saying, I am everything that you need. He's saying, I am your healing. I am your strength. I am your protection. I am your provider. I am your wisdom. He's covering all of the bases when he says this. Yahweh. That's what it means. Okay? Does this make sense so far? This name speaks of his eternal power and his unchanging character and nature. It's an amazing thing. So not only over Moses' life was he I am, but he's also I am over Paul's life, the apostle, and now he's... I am over your life. Does that give anybody comfort tonight? That should encourage you tonight. If it doesn't, you got problems. Okay? The Lord is I am. Jesus is I am. I am what? Right? He's everything. He's saying to Moses, you don't need to doubt anything anymore. You can trust me. You can put all of your eggs in this basket. Because I am. Isn't this cool? Yeah. I am everything you need me to be. I am comes from that word Hebrew, or from that, from that Hebrew word Yahweh, but also a Hebrew verb called Heya. Okay, which is really cool. And we'll, we'll end with this. This word, heya, translates into, I am, I was, and I will be. I am, 
I was and I will be. Sound familiar? Hebrews 13 says, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That promise is still permeating through all of history now. Right? It wasn't just for Moses. It's also over your life. He's, uh, he, he never changes. Right? He's just that big that we feel like he's changing sometimes. Right? He's just that vast that he blows our expectations and agendas out of the water and says, I am. You got no say in how I show up. You have no say in what I, how I speak. You have no say in how I heal. You have no say in my timing. You have no say in it because I am. I am sufficient through all of history because I am, I will be, and I was. Isn't that cool? Does that give you comfort tonight? It should. It really, really should. He's not just this God who says, well, I'm going to dangle myself in front of you and tease you. Good luck. That would suck. Worst God ever. Right? He says, what do you need? Not want. Right? That's not a blurry line. They're very different. Right? He says, what do you need? And he equips. Right? Isn't that cool? Do you guys know that Moses had a stutter and he was the man who was to give the Ten Commandments? <laughs> what? Well, Moses was like, why? Why me? I got the stutter, dude. Right? But no, he uses the guy that is unexpected. Right? Hence Paul, the guy who killed Christians. And now the Lord's saying, no, actually, I'm going to flip that on its head. You're going to actually make Christians. What? Oh, okay. I'm supposed to trust that guy? Right? That was, that was a conversation that happened in Acts of like, I'm supposed to trust this dude? Yeah. I don't want to be in the same room as him. Don't leave me alone with this guy. I'm scared. But he uses the people that, he, that you would never imagine him to use. Yeah. Right? And that's you. <laughs> that's you. Yeah. Right? Who would have thought that he would call... Here, here's my little story. Who would have thought that he would call me? Right? I was 24 when we started this ministry. I didn't have a divinity degree. I didn't have a master's in anything. I had a, I had a bachelor's degree in how to paint a house. You know? It's like... And that's not a thing. I was just... <laughs> yeah. Right? That's all I knew. And he said, no, I'm going to use this dumb painter to preach. I'm going to use this dumb painter to renovate culture. I'm going to use this guy to renovate culture. And that's now, I mean, that's amazing. Why? Because nobody would have ever guessed it. Right? What's he calling you to that, no, that nobody would ever guess? Isn't that beautiful? If I came with an expectation of like, Lord, uh, you're going to use me to talk to every single homeowner. No, that wasn't what he called me to. He called me to talk to as many people as I could to renovate culture. Do you understand that? And I have to rely on him. What's an area that you have to rely on the Lord in so that you can do his work? Write it down. What's he actually unleashing over your life where you have to rely on him? 
At Guy's Retreat, we prayed for Samuel that the, that a healing anointing would follow his life. Uh, Samuel can't do that on his own. Right? He has to rely on the Lord. What's the Lord put on your heart? What's the Lord unlocked over your life? Every single person in this room has had a prophetic word spoken over their lives. And if you've forgotten it, shame on you. And Lord, would you re-illuminate it? Right? The prophetic is not just cool words. <laughs> it's not just beautiful things to say to somebody. No, it's what the Lord is actually unleashing over your life. For Moses, saying, you are going to set my people free. How? Oh, just don't worry about it. I got, I got you. I got you. It's not like God said, oh, you, so what you're going to do is you're going to go hike through the middle of the desert. <laughs> and then bread's going to show up on the doorstep. There's going to be dead birds waiting for you to be eaten. Yeah, you're going to split the Red Sea. Uh, come on. It's not like he mapped it all out for Moses on the front end. He said, this is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to do. How? Doesn't matter. Just do it. Right? Yeah. If he gave us all the bullet points, man, that would really kind of suck. There would be no reliance. We would just probably self-fulfill so, self our own prophetic, right? Which is dangerous and shame on you kind of thing, right? When, a, when something's spoken over your life, a destiny is unleashed over your life, then you walk in it. Mm. Yep. And you say, Lord, what next? Yeah. I want you to throw your staff down on the, on the sand so that the sea splits. What? It's the same guy who picked up his staff. It turned into a snake. He threw it down. <laughs> right? Yeah. He stuck his hand into his cloak, came out leprous, stuck it back in. I was like, oh, okay, good. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? All of these things. The Lord didn't tell him all of this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Same thing with Paul. It was like, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but I'm just going to talk about Jesus as much as I can. <laughs> oh, you're going to walk by people and your shadow is going to heal them. What? Yeah, that would freak me out too. That's why it just happened instead of the Lord telling him. Yep. Do you understand what I'm getting at here? Yes. The Lord doesn't care about what you think of yourself. He's already redeemed it. Amen. So walk in what he's actually called you to. Mm -hmm. Because when you focus on that, nothing else matters because you're just focused on Jesus. Amen. Right? You're just focused on Jesus. Your gaze is on him. Right? You put on these glasses and you say, okay, wow, now all I see is Jesus. I see him everywhere. Right? Do you want that? Yes. Cool. Then put on the glasses and, and, and drink the Kool-Aid, if you will, and say, I'm going to focus on Jesus and everything else can go by the wayside. Right? Just like Madison was talking about. Yeah. Right? Oh, I have this hellish pain. Jesus. And it goes away. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Is it just coincidence? <laughs> Heck no. Right? And then she was like, oh, yeah, what about that pain? And then it slowly starts coming back. And then she's like, oh, I understand now, Lord. Yeah. Gone. Do you understand this? Yes. Right? Isn't that beautiful? Yes. Do you want that over your own life? Yes, sir. Or would you rather just be who you are? No. Uh, no. I, don't want to be, I don't want to be who I am. Yeah. I got my own shit that I got to deal <laughs> with, you know? Like, I, I want to be set free of these things, too. Right? I'm not just 
yelling at you to figure out your life. I've got it all figured out. I'm Lex. No, that's not me. Like, I'm in process too. There's things that I get worried about. It's okay. I just need to focus on the Lord more. That's right. That's it. Right? Do you understand how beautiful this is? This is what a life with Jesus looks like. I know all of you guys were raised to just know everything that was supposed to come next. I'm sorry, I'm going to poop on that a little bit with this entire message. You don't need to know what's coming next. You don't need to know. Why? Because you're not God. That's right. You are not I am. You know, when we start thinking that we know better than the Lord, we, uh, God starts to look a lot like us. That's right? right? Yeah. He starts to look a lot like me. I'm like, oh, well, that's not the way I would think. God must not think that way. Dangerous. But when I take my focus off of myself, whew, destiny is unleashed. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Why? Because it happens all throughout Scripture. Yes. Right? When Gideon tried to command what the Lord was doing. <laughs> right? If you want to read that story, it's in, I think, Judges 6. Look it up. His name's Gideon. Just look it up. Okay? Right? But he took down a, an army of people, as many, as many sand on the seashore or something like that. They sand grains are on the seashore. Thank you. I can't ever say it because it's like a tongue twister. Sand grains on the seashore. That big of an army with 300 dudes, and they didn't even pull a sword out. They threw a glass pitcher on the ground with a torch in their hand and blew trumpets. Oh. Oh, because I can wrap my head around that. <laughs> right? We are such control freaks that we have to understand the logic behind what the Lord's going to do over our lives. Right? We need to stop. Wouldn't it be easier? Because yeah, be we sing, you know, so much better are your ways, God. And you're the one who satisfies. And all my life is yours. I'll stand with you, Lord. You're my cornerstone. But if it's out of my box, Lord, I'm sorry, I'm probably not going to... Right? I mean, they're pretty songs. The melodies are beautiful, so we just buy into it. But what if we just like focused on what we're actually singing for once? Yeah. And can my heart actually sing that, or is it just my mouth singing it? Come on. Right? Yeah. That's, this is what it means to follow Jesus. This is it. You know? So we'll title this, Jesus is I am. He's everything that you need. He is sufficient. You don't have to guess anymore. Right? Oh, what college do I go to? Oh, there's three options. Hmm. Oh, I like that one more. Oh, and the Lord's going to say, I don't care which one you like more. This is the one I'm calling you to. Right? That's right. Oh, I don't know what job I should take. Hmm. Oh, ask the Lord. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. How much easier would life be? <laughs> If we had to stop making the decisions and the Lord would just make them for us. Isn't that beautiful? Do we, do we rely on the Lord this, on this, this much? Or do we just, our middle class mindset just puts it all, I can make it work. I will self-fulfill my own destiny. 
That's the way I was raised. If you work hard enough, Lex, you'll make a name for yourself. But if you don't go to college, you're dumb and you won't resort to anything. Right? That was what was spoken over my life. Right? Do you get this? Do you get this? Mm -hmm. Do you want this? Yeah. And I know I'm probably making it sound really simple, but good. I'm glad I am. Because his ways are better. It's not like he's going to say, hey, I want you to, I want you to live for me, but I'm not going to tell you where to go. <laughs> what? What logic is that? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> right? I'm sure that's going through your heads right now. He's I am. He is the great I am. He understands what you need. He understands your hunger. He understands your destiny better than you ever will. He understands who you are better than you ever will. And he wants you to walk in his fullness. Right? Mm -hmm. You know, the cool thing is every single thing that was spoken over every single person is actually truth about them, whether you believe it or not. Remember when we did that earlier this night? Yep. You went up to every single person and you just said, hey, the Lord is pleased with you. Great. Do you believe it? Do it. Believe it. Because He is. He's smiling upon you. Even if you feel like you're filthy. Even if you feel that you're full of rags. Even if you feel like you're just a bunch of ashes. He's satisfied with His son and daughter. Do you know that? Yeah. Hannah, do you know that? He's satisfied. You, you keep on making eye contact with me and then you're like, nope. <laughs> right? He's satisfied with you. And He wants more of you. I used to think that God was a big control freak, but then I got to know him a little bit better and he's just way smarter than I am. Right? This isn't for, the God, this isn't for God's ego. It's just that he wrote the book about you. Do you understand that? Yep. Jeremiah 29, 11, he wrote the plans for you. And he didn't mess up. He didn't have to scratch out things. He didn't need any whiteout. He wrote it and said, this is what Zach is going to do. This is what Benji is going to do. This is his destiny. This is what he's about to walk into. Right? Wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't it be cool to do the things that you could ever even fathom? Yeah, it would be, Lex. It would be really, really cool. It would be really, really cool. Right? If you're frustrated, hey, just follow the Lord more. Stop and pause for a second and say, Lord, what are you actually calling me to? Because me being my own God isn't working anymore. Make sense? Yes, sir. Simple. Simple truth tonight, yeah? Yes. How did I do? On time. Oh, man. Close. I had so much more to talk about. Yeah. He's I am. That verb to, uh, that verb of uh, Yahweh, that hey, ya. also translates into to be. To be. Isn't that cool? 
I T H H A Y A H. Oh, why so? I H. Wait, one more time. H A Y A H. I tried so hard not to laugh, dude. It's like I gotta figure out this word. That outcast song. Does that make sense? Yeah. Does it? Yes. I don't want you to leave this place discouraged that, oh my gosh, I suck with the Lord. No, shut up. <laughs> Stop. Don't let your mind go there. Yeah. And just lay your life down a little bit more for the Lord. Yeah. It's okay. He's the safest thing ever. We'll talk about that next week. Jesus is refuge is next week. Okay? He is refuge. He is the safest place to put your life. Right? I, I'm, I'm dealing with a lot of stocks lately, and yeah, you knew it was coming. Right? He is guaranteed a return. That's right. Right? If I invest in him, it's guaranteed to profit. Not for really my sake, yeah. but for, like, uh, culture and world's sake. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I had this dream last night that of like, of, of that, um, of like what actually goes on like behind the curtain. Does that make, like, you know, when you go to a play, anybody went to a play? Yeah. Yeah? I know. Cool. Booster. Or uh, went to Benji's show and there's like that curtain that comes and then it opens and you can see what's actually happening behind the curtain. I had this dream last night of that. Not not Benji's show, but <laughs> but like what actually happens in the supernatural? What's actually going on behind the curtain? And I I saw this I saw this battle between the demonic and the angels, and I I saw more demonic than angels. I was like, man, I want to I want to encourage the angels more. And then I saw these. As this sounds so freaking new age, but it's not. I. I <laughs> I'm, I'm, whatever. I don't need to justify it anymore. You guys know I'm weird. Yeah. Yeah, good. Okay. So I, I saw when people prayed that it shot these like, these like beams, <laughs> as weird as this sounds, these beams up into that supernatural and you like, it's like strengthen the angels and they, and it like empowered the angels more and almost like and encouraged the angels and, and, and almost bulked up the angels a little bit more kind of thing. And I, I saw this like, okay, this is what life could be like. And all these beams shooting up and encouraging the angels and the demonic always falling. Right. But then the Lord showed of like where we're at now. And it's just like, the demonic's just beating the crap out of these the angelic because nobody's praying and contending over anything and nobody's submitting their lives to the Lord. And I was like, frick, I don't pray enough. That's what I got out of it. I don't pray enough. I need to pray more. I need to encourage these angels. You know? You guys ever think of that? I want, your, your prayers don't just hit the ceiling and then fall back down. I believe that they actually go and shoot up and encourage the angelic. That's, you should find comfort in that, right? In those battles that are actually happening behind the scenes that you guys aren't even aware of, they're fighting for you. The prayers that you guys aren't even aware of that are prayed over your own lives, <laughs> yeah. yeah? 
People are praying for you. You know that? No? People you haven't even met before are praying for you? Isn't that cool? People on the other side of the world are praying for people like us? People, good friends of mine are praying for you on the other side of the world? And it's encouraging the angelic. And it's fighting. And that's why we're seeing so much victory right now. That's why we're seeing the bondage fall off of people so much right now. It's because prayers are being answered. I want to jump on board with that more. Because God is I am. He is everything we need Him to be. At the same exact time. Isn't that cool? Yes. So wherever you're lacking, cool. The Lord's already redeemed it mm -hmm. and said, I've actually called you to this. So stop focusing on your lack. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Does that encourage you tonight? Yes. yes. Does it make you want to just jump for joy with Jesus right now? Mm -hmm. You know, I just, I, you know, doesn't it make you just want to kind of run through a wall right now with Jesus mm -hmm. and run out the door and say, all right, I'm changing the whole entire world for Jesus. Yeah. Right? Because... Mm -hmm. yeah. That's what he calls us to. Yeah. We're world changers. Mm. Not just people who shuffle around and sing Jesus' name twice a week. Mm -hmm. We're people who are sent by God. And people who rely on God for everything that they could ever need. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So I love places, but I love his presence more. And I want to focus on him more and more and more. You know, there's, there was times in me and Madison's early days where we were just broke. Like last year, we were just broke. We were so poor. And the Lord just downloaded money into our account so that we could pay all of our bills. It's the way it works. It's the way it works. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Thoughts? <laughs> Why are you giggling? What? I was just giggling. Okay. <laughs> we good? Yeah. I feel like people are discouraged now, like, oh my gosh, I'm not living enough for Jesus. No, it's okay. Just do it. Just do it. The simplicity of living for Jesus is way easier than the simplicity of guessing which way you're supposed to go. Mm, right. And don't you want to be people who, like, change the world? Mm -hmm. Who change the, the place that they're in? And who goes to things that the Lord has called them to? Mm -hmm. That is beyond our wildest dreams and wildest imagination? Mm -hmm. Yes? Yes, sir.